You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a payphone, call collect. Sunday, February 27th of 2027, excuse me, 2027, excuse me, of 2022, pardon me there, you are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network from the ShaladaMakesMeLaugh.com studio in Egan, Minnesota, excuse me. I've had to say excuse me more than more than once in the first minute. That's, this is going to be a long day. Uh, from the ShalottaMakesMeLaugh.com studio in St. Paul, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. Over there in Queens, New York, in the Radio TFI Executive Tower. In the basement studio, as I understand it. It is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Uh, good morning, kids and kittens. Uh, we're going to be a little bit subdued here. Uh, as you may have noticed, uh, the uh, the open was a little changed. That was the Ukrainian national anthem that we played in support of, of our friends over there in the Ukraine. And uh, we'll get into that in just a little bit here. Uh, but, John, how are you this morning? Well, as good as can be expected, I guess. Um, it's all coming up roses, if you, if you will. Yeah. How about yourself? Oh, we're uh, we're doing just fine. It's a little cold here in Nueva York, but, uh, you know, hey, things could be worse, right? They could be dropping bombs on me. Oh, yeah. we'll get into, we will get into all of that, all of that and. uh our take on on this whole thing we have some very interesting audio we're going to be playing and uh but before anything else we do want to get this out of the way some semblance of normalcy here here at the big uh big radio tfi so we're gonna we're gonna uh make john happy and start with our stock report
It's the Radio TFI Market Watch brought to you by Ukrainian presidents who kick ass. Uber closed the week at $34.98, up 30 cents. Meanwhile, Lyft closed the week at $38.61, down $2.65. This has been the Radio TFI Market Watch. We're doing better here than in uh, than the Russian stock market. Ooh, yes, I, I did hear that kind of went belly up. Uh, uh, that didn't take long either. Nope, nope. I think uh, it would seem to me that young Mr. Putin may, just may, have bitten off a wee bit more than he can chew because even, even his own people are standing up to him in, in Moscow, in Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, was something that would have been unheard of maybe a year ago. They're out in the streets. They're protesting. Well, that's because- just it. That's just it. And it's and the, the, the protesters are all of you know. I I want to. I just want to do this right, right now, and get this off off of my uh, off my chest if I can. Sure. For all of you people who have been protesting what's going on in this country with the vaccine and the mask mandate and all this kind of stuff, and then try to compare yourself to Ukraine, to the to freedom, to the, look, you're being you're being totally disingenuous. We right now for what's going on in, in Ukraine, they bay. Would be wonderful if all they had to worry about right now was uh, was government telling them, "Hey, you got to put you got to put a mask on." They would they that would they would love to be in that situation right now. So, for those of you trying to make some sort of comparison between what we have going on in America, we don't know in this country. We have no idea what it's like to be invaded worst thing that's happened to us in this country was the 9-11 attacks we have been able to kind of dictate our policy from afar into other parts of the world and so we've been lucky don't try to put unless you have been in that part of the world don't try to put yourself in their shoes. You have absolutely no freaking clue what it is they're going through in Ukraine right now. Tapping out. All right. Uh, we, we have a bunch of stuff that we'd like to pass along here today. Uh, number one, the first thing I, uh, that we want to share with you, if you're watching on video, uh, you'll, you'll see the translation on the screen. But this is President Zelensky and members of his cabinet uh, essentially telling their people that they're here. I'm going to play it. We're not, we're not going to translate it. Um, here you go. Всім добрий вечір. Лідер фракції тут. Голова офісу президента тут. Прем'єр-міністр Шмагай тут. Подаляк тут. Президент тут. Всі ми тут. Наші військові тут, громадяни суспільства тут, всі ми тут. Захищаємо нашу незалежність, нашу державу. Так буде вітання. Слава нашим захисникам, 
слава нашим захисниците. Слава Now remember, this is this is a guy who has already said uh, when they, when they discuss evacuating him out, he says, "I I don't need a ride. I need ammunition or something along that." Those. This is also the guy who Trump tried to blackmail. Imagine if Trump had gotten his way, and he had held back on selling arms and whatnot to the Ukrainians. They'd have nothing to defend themselves with right now. So, uh, so good on them, President Zelensky, who, by the way, won the Ukrainian version of Dancing with the Stars in 2006. Really. You know, he started his career started as a as a comedian. Comedian, right? I did. I yeah, he's, remember seeing he, that. He, st- he started in a show where he played the president, and then eventually got elected president. But I'll tell you what: just watching him, I, I would take him on a heartbeat. He's standing up for and with his people. Uh, the Russians don't seem to be. I'm seeing a lot of video of. Uh, Russian tanks running out of fuel, uh, the equipment being abandoned. Uh, I got into a a brief little Twitter thing with somebody yesterday uh, about his idea was, oh, here's why we don't, you know, the Second Amendment is so important and, you know, everybody should have a gun. The personally owned, and I said, no, 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 no. You, you know, he was comparing it to Ukraine. I said, no, 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 no. The government handed these guns out to people for what's the phrase I'm looking for? A well armed militia. Militia being the key word there. They are now protecting the. They're standing up to defend their country. They're not out there shooting cans off of a fence post. You know. Uh, there's uh, there's images, videos all over the place out there. Older people, younger people who are being issued rifles of varying sorts and ammunition and being told to go Google it on how to use them. Uh, and I honestly, honestly believe from what I've seen uh, that Putin has bit off more than he can chew here. Very possibly. By the way, thank you very much, uh Edward. Thank you, Edward. Well, uh, well said, John. I appreciate that. I'm this is this is a scary situation because uh, something tells me now I don't try to come from try to pretend I have any knowledge about what's going on. I barely know what's going on in my own damn county, let alone what's going going on in another part of the world but I get the sense that Putin was itching for a fight somewhere oh yeah oh there's no question there's no question and I I I wonder like you said maybe maybe he's bitten off a little bit more than he could chew maybe he underestimated the world resolve when it came to backing Ukraine. Well, I think, uh, you know, first off, he, he's gone into this all wrong. He's, he, he's coming in four different directions. There's no, militarily speaking, or uh, he, he, he's just doing this all wrong, apparently, 
from what I'm told. I'm not a military strategist, nor do I play one on TV. Uh, I have dabbled, but that's another story for another time. But he's got his 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 people all spread out. Now, you're sending these people who really don't have the will to fight, in, in a lot of cases, into cities. Do you know how easy it's going to be to start picking off the lead vehicles in these convoys? You come down a street with high-rise buildings on each side. You don't know where the fire is coming from. You pick, you pick a, you, you put obstacles in their way. You turn, lead them down into dead end streets, and uh, and then uh, you, you kill the lead vehicle and the and the uh, lead uh, the back vehicle, and then it's a turkey shoot. Then it's a turkey shoot. Just just have at it, kids and kittens. And I think you're going to see a lot of Russian soldiers stripping down those uniforms, grabbing clothes off a clothesline, and uh, trying to make their way out of there. Uh, because, you know, this nonsense that it's a peacekeeping mission. Well, oh you started the war. I, I watched something this morning, one of uh, Putin's puppets uh, being interviewed. Well, we want to go in and try to stop the bloodshed. You started the bloodshed. All you have to do is stop. You don't have to do anything else. Just stop. <sighs> yeah, well, exactly. And well, unfortunately, now they've gotten themselves they've they've gotten them in, themselves in so deep that they're not going to be able to stop. And I think that one of the biggest fears that I have is that this is gonna this is gonna get real nasty before it gets any better. I think you and where it might actually wind up going to is well, what happens if they start doing things that bleed off into NATO countries, as in well, Poland. Okay, well, if it gets, remember, Ukraine is not a member of NATO at this moment. Right, not now. And and, and, and Putin doesn't want that. Mm. But, but if it does bleed over into NATO countries, well, now he's just opened a big old, big old can of worms. Because now, and, yeah, now you have the name, now you're, uh, we're obligated if they do something that bleeds into a NATO uh, right. country. We're going to wind up we're as we're going to wind up obligated into being drawn into this war. Right, and it seems uh, that Putin Putin is still under the delirious impression that this is the glory days of the Soviet Union when you well, had the wants. I know that's what he wants, but he doesn't have it right now. So, so he's he doesn't have all of this to draw upon like they did back in the day. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's surrounded by people that want by countries that don't want any real part of this. Okay. I'm excluding China for the moment. I don't know where China stands on any of this. Okay. Uh, China's got their own. We've got our own issues with China. Although China's not going to do anything to mess with us because we own too much damn money. Yeah, this is true. Well, that's one thing totally unrelated. But that's one of the things that scares me about uh, China is the fact that, you know, we owe them so much money. And one of these days, I'm just afraid they're going to just call in the marker. And do what? Break our collective leg? They're going to do snap off Florida? Well, that wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing, but... Uh, are they, they going to repo New Jersey? <laughs> <laughs> we have... 
by the way, uh, just real quick right. here. Uh, seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. That's the number if you'd like to uh, join in and uh, be a part of the conversation here. Here, uh, we welcome what? your comments. <laughs> What's we what chuckling about? Uh, because we have a number of people in this country that uh, you know. Hey, look, they see things from both sides. Let's let let's take a listen. Let's take a look at those at the folks that are standing with Putin. The way it started, I really don't believe he wanted to do this initially. I think he wanted to do something and negotiated. It just got worse and worse, and then he saw the weakness. And Putin played this almost like a symphony conductor. Putin ain't woke. He is anti woke. The Russians people still know which bathroom to use. They have a president, we don't. Trump said Putin's smart. I mean, he's taken over a country for two dollars worth of sanctions. I'd say that's pretty smart. Putin is a brilliant man. Hey, he's KGB. So I know him very well. I know him probably almost as well as I know anybody. Putin is prepared for this. Our incompetent isn't prepared for it. And good morning to you there, uh, Ken. Thanks for joining us here. Hey, this is when, look, I understand we are so divided in this country right now. It's, it's, it's not even, it's not even funny, but here is the thing. If you are, especially if you're going out there into into the media it's one thing to share your little opinion with a bunch of your butt buddies there in the uh back in the cornfield or whatnot hey that's that's on you but now you're going out into the media and you're starting to look like you're actually taking putin's side in this thing what does that say what does that say about you as an american Look, I'll guarantee you that when, and again, this this is after the 9-11 attack. Now, we're talking about something completely different here in Ukraine. Don't get me wrong. But even people who did not vote for George Bush back in, uh, back then, after, after the 9-11 attack, we were all Americans. And while we we weren't attacked, stand by, baby, because I'm telling you something. Old Vladimir over there is saying, "Yeah, look at we actually got some Americans that are actually supporting me that that think I'm a good guy." Look, as long as that son of a bitch has has nukes that can uh, reach you know our cities within a matter of minutes, literally. Uh, he is always going to feel emboldened to uh, poke this tiger as well. So be careful what you ask for. Ed, I can't hear you. Well, we've got more of the supporters. So stand by. It's hard to make Putin the villain if you have all the facts. Ukraine's not even a country. 
It's kind of a concept. It's not even a country. So when we talk about sovereignty and self-determination, it's just a corrupt area where the Clintons have turned into a colony where they can steal money out of. You know, I actually support Putin's right to protect his people and always put his people first, but also protect their Christian values. I identify more with Russian, uh, with Putin's Christian values than I do with Joe Biden. For that matter, the tyranny of our own leaders matters a lot more than anything Vladimir Putin does. Vladimir Putin isn't forcing you to get a vaccine. Vladimir Putin isn't deplatforming you from Twitter and YouTube and Airbnb and seizing your bank accounts. Vladimir Putin isn't propagandizing your children into cutting their genitals off. Those are issues that matter. Putin takes care of his people. He looks out for his people. Putin locked it down, kicked them out, and clamped down like a good dictator does. I think there's your there's your phrase for this war. Uh, uh, <laughs> he clamped it down like a good dictator does. You know. And I'm happy to hear that, Ken. Uh, you know, all, all all the other silliness aside, uh, the, these are people that just want to be who they are. Uh, look, Putin's putting out a lot of nonsense there about they need protection. We're going in as peacekeepers. Nonsense. It's all nonsense. Well, and, but here's uh, the here again is the thing that and and Ken, you're right. Ed, you're right. I also appreciate what Ken had to say uh, for the radio audience. He uh, says that he stands with Ukraine. Many of us on the right side do so. But here's the problem, my friend. You can't have it both ways. You cannot look what's going on with the Biden administration is not perfect. It's far from perfect. I'm not, I don't even want to have that debate right now. But when you have the other side, when you have Trump and you have his little uh, minions who are out here running around heaping praise on Vladimir Putin, we have a problem here. As a country, I don't care what you think about... I don't care what you think about Biden. I don't care what you think about Trump. But as a country, we should be 100% behind Ukraine. You're, I agree with you. Of course, I agree with you. But uh, here's a little something to think about, too. Do you know what the Russian name is for countries that are not in NATO? Uh, no, I don't. Next. Oh. Please send your cards and letters. Oh. You didn't like that? Oh, good Lord. Leave a bad taste. 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. That's the number if you want to join in. Again, you're uh, more than welcome here to... Uh, to join us here also on your favorite social media platform. Uh, if you're uh, at Taxi Stand Hour, if you're watching this on By the Twitter. Way, have we set up our Truth Social account yet? Or uh... Uh, You know what? I, because, <laughs> because I am uh, on an Android platform, I'm, it's not available to me yet. Oh, my. Well, while we figure that out, let's let let let's let's thank a few more people for standing up for Putin. I went in 
yesterday and there was a television screen and I said, this is genius. Putin declares a big portion of the Ukraine, of Ukraine. Putin declares it as independent. Oh, that's wonderful. So Putin is now saying it's independent, a large section of Ukraine. I said, how smart is that? And he's going to go in and be a peacekeeper. That's the strongest peace force. We could use that on our southern border. That's the strongest peace force I've ever seen. There were more army tanks than I've ever seen. They're going to keep peace all right. No, but think of it. Here's a guy who's very savvy. I know him very well. Very, very well. By the way, this never would have happened with us. Had I been in office, not even thinkable. This would never have happened. But here's a guy that says, you know, uh, I'm going to declare a big portion of Ukraine independent. He used the word independent. And we're going to go out and we're going to go in and we're going to help keep peace. You got to say that's pretty savvy. All right. So, so he declares a sovereign nation, parts of a sovereign nation independent. Who the hell are you? It's like me going to your house and saying, uh, I, ne- I, I declare your, your den and your living room uh, separate separate uh, dwellings, and we're going to take them over. We're going to move in. Well, well, that, well, that was to, to declare that. Uh, Ukraine is a sovereign nation, and uh, now, of course, Donnie Boy just can't. Which, which has issues of its own. It does have a couple of regions who are pro-Russian. I got an idea for you. If you're that pro-Russia, move to Russia. Or break off on your own. You don't need to no. be declared independent. That's yeah. Ukraine's. Yeah, move to Russia. Uh, look, it, it's the same argument I used to use with people down in South Florida who did nothing but bitch and complain and bitch and complain. It's not like New York. It's not like Boston. It's not like this. It's not like that. Then move. In our case, there were no guards at the border. You could you could flights you know flights leave an hourly. You can be back to where you want to be in three hours. You can drive again. No guards at the border. You'd be there in twenty four hours. You know goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, and, and and the same thing. Look, Putin's full of crap. He wants to he, he wants to put the big bear back in business. He wants the old Soviet Union back. And, yeah, uh, and, he, uh, and he's not going to stop until he gets it or until he's dead. One or the other. Now, you know what? I'm going to look. They were trying to bust up NATO. They they tried to get us us out of NATO. That's what Trump was up to. Let's face it. There's two people on the planet Trump hasn't hasn't said bad stuff about. Vladimir Putin and Stormy Daniels. It's the only two people he's never said anything bad about. Why? Because he's petrified of both of them. Petrified. Putin's got the goods on him from way back. I don't have to know what the goods are. You can see this clear as day, as mm-hmm. clear as day. He's got the goods on him. He's got something. Trump is up to his ass in debt, always has been. Uh, for those of you who have not been around New York City and its environs for the past 40 years or so, I mean, uh, I, again, in the late 70s, early 80s, when he started showing up everywhere, he was an asshole. He was then. He is now. Um, and you know, without getting into the whole uh, Trump thing, but 
listen to the way they're sucking up to him, up to Putin. Why is it you haven't heard not one member of the GQP come out and say, this is bad? Because they're petrified. Because Trump's got them by the short and curlies. And Putin's got Trump by the short and curlies. So none of them are going to come out and say, well, Putin's a, Putin's a monster. Putin's this, Putin's that. Uh, and, it's, and it's just bah, tapping out. Yeah. Well, going back to what I was, one of my biggest fears about this spreading is the fact that if this goes into a cyber warfare situation, and I've, I've heard this, I was, I was from something I was listening to on the radio a couple of, a couple of days ago. Whereas if you attack the cyber network of certain parts of Ukraine, it also affects Poland. Again, a NATO country. A NATO member, yes. Once you do something that affects a NATO country, you're going to wind up drawing NATO into the fight. And Biden was very slick about this, by the way. Biden said, we're not going to go in. We're not going to go into Ukraine and fight. He didn't say anything about the fact that if Putin spreads this, even just by accident, spreads this into part of NATO, doesn't mean that all of a sudden the can won't be opened. Nobody, right. by the way, nobody, I do not. I have been lucky enough as an adult to live in a relatively peaceful world. We've had our issues with Iraq and with Afghanistan and what have you. Yes, I understand. But we haven't had to, we haven't had to, you know, worry. I mean, you and I both are old enough to remember what it was like to wonder whether or not things would get that heated with the Soviet Union, wondering mm -hmm. if all of a sudden we'd have a nuclear missile lobbed in our backyard. Mm -hmm. We remember that. We we lived, you know, there were movies made about that. Uh, God, remember the, anybody remember the, uh, the day, I think it's called the day after, if I'm not mistaken. The day, the day after uh, it was Jason Robarts. Right. I remember well. I remember watching it. ABC broadcast that movie, and they made a big deal of it. And it was a big deal. And it was it was terrifying to think of what what may happen. Uh, me personally, I'm a big fan of uh, post apocalyptic media. I like to read about things that you know after the world has come to an end and people getting through and et cetera, et cetera. I I happen to like that stuff. But that being said. Uh, it just, yeah, I mean, I mean, we lived through. I lived through actual air raids drills in New York City. We we learned to get under the desk, and every day at twelve o'clock noon, the siren went off. Every day it was a test, and you heard it throughout. At least where I was in Midtown Manhattan, it it was loud. I mean, I was close to it, but I know you heard it. 
for miles and miles and miles and miles and miles. That was in the 60s. That was a very, very real thing. Uh, fortunately, again, we never we didn't have to camp out in the subways and and hide out. And, you know, look, there's still people who remember the London bombings and what the, those poor bastards went through. Uh, it, it's but again, we see the Ukrainians standing up. The Ukrainians are not are not lying down and taking this. And which is fantastic to see. We're going to lose some of them. There's no question about it. Um, but I think this is going to be be one of those situations where, as I said earlier, the Russian soldiers are they're going to get to a point where they're going to go. Eh, you know what? See you, ski. I gotta yet, yet, yet. I gotta get on out of here. And uh, they're going to make their way to, you know, Poland or wherever they can go and get as far away from Putin as they can. Because well, let's face it. Um, this becomes nothing more once everything gets, uh, once they, they, they get their armored vehicle where they want it and they take over their little whatever they think they're going to take over, then this becomes guerrilla warfare. Right. And Russia, any more than we are, are not equipped for guerrilla warfare. Both no. Russia and this country fit found that out the hard way in Afghanistan. Yeah. Well, again, and it appears that, that the Russians have everything spread out. They came in from four different directions. Mm -hmm. So uh, it doesn't take much at that point to cut off supply lines and to isolate these groups of uh, soldiers and their equipment and all that. Uh, the airstrikes will be something different, but for the ground troops, I honestly, I I think the Ukrainians have something the Russians don't: the will to fight this fight. You brought it to us; we're going to fight it. A lot of the a lot of the Russian guys are probably just there for the ruble, which, by the way, is going to tank tomorrow. Most likely, will tank tomorrow. The and, ruble uh, will become rubble. Right, hey Fred. But uh, yeah, I I mean, there's sanctions go. That are going to happen now. You can make the argument these hurt the Russian people, not not Vlad himself, but <laughs> somebody has made made the suggestion. You go after the oligarchs. You you don't go after them personally. You go after their daughters and their girlfriends. You you shut off their social media, and, and that'll get things. They've already seized some of these mega yachts in different countries. You know, oh, no thanks. You you go on you go on about your business. You know they they find some reason to, uh, what whatever it is, and, uh, and and you know they're the ones sucking uh, sucking on on Putin's toes. There, uh, we start knocking them down, and this swift thing, which I had not heard of until yesterday, but now you get to the point where uh, the Russian people, Russian businesses, can't do financial transactions outside of the country. So in other words, uh, I read a story this morning of somebody staying at a hotel in Moscow and they asked him to settle up his bill because they were afraid by Monday morning they would not be able to, uh, you know, do his credit card. Yeah. You know, and that's going to hurt them. It's going to hurt them hard. Hey, Ed, listen, I want to go through, I want to address something that um, I, I, didn't see it when I didn't see, when you put it up on the screen, and unfortunately, I was distracted with something else. But uh, mm -hmm. 
our friend Edward made a very good point when he said that NATO did not send a unified response when Argentina invaded the Falklands. Uh, it's not as, again, the NATO response is not as ironclad as it seems sometime. No. I, well, I agree with you and I understand your point on that. We're not, this is what NATO was formed for to begin with. They were, they, NATO was formed basically as in a, in a response. Defensive. It's defensive, not offensive. Yeah. It, it, and, and specifically the threat posed by then the Soviet Union and now uh, Russia. This is what, this is what this was all about. And I'll guarantee again, if this bleeds into Poland or bleeds into another NATO member, you're going to see a whole lot different of a story here. And unfortunately, you know, then, then you're going to, you think we got a little, you think we got war now? It will, it will actually become a real world war. I, I really am afraid of all this. And, and this is all on Putin. Putin can say, okay, I made my point, take his forces out of there, go back and hide in his little corner, because this cannot do anything other than expand. And if it expands outside of Ukraine's borders, we got problems, folks. And it's it scared. The idea scares me. Uh, I, I don't, you know, probably scares me a lot less than maybe 30 years ago. But it the idea is that it scares me. It, it is, you know, if this thing bleeds into Poland, again, you're you're going to wind up having now. Now you have brought the rest of the civilized world down on Russia. And if that is the case, you can only hope that the NATO forces will blow Russia off the map. I hate to say it, but any other, I can't think mm. of any other way to put it. But you're going you're going to have to cut the head off of that snake quickly because otherwise we're going to wind up having you, we won't have a world left if the, if we don't. Quite well, John, you you're in the unique position of having you know, you you have some experience in living under tyranny what with being uh having to deal with me on a weekly basis. So, you know, you're uh Wow, that went like a lead balloon. Jeez. I could have went one of two ways with that. I could have agreed and carried that to the end zone or just kind of dropped the pass and just. Man, oh, man. I decided to just drop the pass and. <laughs> stop, stop the clock there and put us in a. Uh, to, to be sure, the, uh, you know, we, we, we presented some of the folks that are backing Putin or cheering Putin on. And make no mistake, the uh, the uh, the Russians want to say thank you. At long last, the glorious invasion of Ukraine begins. Soon, the motherland will take the wayward province into her firm embrace again. 
Field Marshal Putin offers cheers and many celebrations for American comrades who showed loyalty to Mother Russia. We have much gratitude and thanks for Fox News, most especially Comrade Tucker Carlson. For his loyalty, we'll receive highest Russian honor, the Order of Lenin. We thank Steve Bannon, admirer and student of Comrade Lenin, who led the Republicans to support of Comrade Putin's plans for Greater Russia. We thank GOP Comrade Senator Joshua Howley, who blocked enemies of Russia that the warmonger Biden wished to appoint to his regime. Russia waits 40 years for American Republicans to throw away disgrace of Ronald Reagan. Republicans say they stand for America. Comrade Putin knows better. And most of what we've been most of what we've been presenting today comes from the Lincoln Project. You either love them or hate them, depending on which side of things you're on. Uh, uh, let's not forget also uh, what Putin's ultimate. Uh, goal has been in all of this and this goes back to his KGB days it is uh, <clears throat> moose and squirrel yep he's he's after Rocky and Bullwinkle for sure <laughs> yeah there you go I, I, you I go. really think he he fancies himself fearless leader uh, uh, I got to uh Oh, I lost my train of thought there. Uh, this, this, is, this, is, this is from the Twitterverse, and I do not have an author. Uh, it always cracks me up when the left is referred to as radical, like the left is running around carrying assault rifles, denying science, and discussing not accepting results of an election. That's kind of off the topic a little bit, but I did want to get that out there because I liked it. So as we're talking about it here... Uh, uh, we, we have the Ukrainian people uh, bearing arms uh, because they have to. Their government is, is supplying them with the arms. Uh, these are not personally owned weapons in the vast majority of, of cases. They're being handed a weapon, some ammunition, and told to go figure out how to use this stuff uh, because you're going to need to. You're going to need to. Meanwhile, here in this country, we have children walking around indiscriminately killing people and nothing is done about it. So the other day, uh, America's favorite teenage, America's favorite teenage heartthrob, Kyle Rittenhouse was on one of those, uh, one of those right wing, uh, uh, internet networks that gets less viewership than we do. And that's saying something. Uh, but he's, he's got a problem and, Let's all take a listen to Kyle's problems. Let's talk about these these lawsuits that you're thinking about with LeBron James, Whoopi Goldberg, and maybe probably are you going to sue the president of the United States? The president of the United States called me a white supremacist, and he I reached I tried reaching out to him five times to have an interview, but he was too cowardly to sit down and talk to me. So we may be sending him a letter. Um, what would the letter say? I want him to apologize. What he said was wrong. I want him to sit down with me and I want him to learn the facts of what happened. You, you were mean to me. 
big old baby. That's the, uh, it's called the consequence of your actions. By the way, in response to that video, this was from uh, one of our favorites here, Keith Olbermann, who, uh, who said, and I quote, hey, Bubblehead, the Ukrainians need all the help they can get. Why don't you go there and quote unquote protect them, you cowardly little shit? Good point. Uh, Good point. Oh, oh the, the, the president was cowardly, was he? Maybe he just doesn't want to deal with your nonsense. Who do you think you are? The people surrounding you have got you believing that you're some kind of superstar. You're some kind of hero. You little white supremacist. I'm calling you a white supremacist. Come sue me. And I agree. I'll, I'll sit down and tell you. Most of this country will agree that you are a white su supremacist. So I would I would get on. I, I, I would start getting on the uh, uh, kick up your paper route by a couple more houses because you're going to need to pay the attorneys because there's a lot of us that are convinced of that. You're a, you're a nutball. You're a white supremacist and your ass should be rotten in jail right now because the only people that got shot that night were by you. Well, and here, here's, here's the thing. A guy like Rittenhouse this isn't something, this isn't going to be a one and done by any stretch of the imagination. I don't remember if, uh, I don't think he's restricted in carrying firearms. Uh, which oh, he, he was found not guilty, not guilty. So yeah, so there's no restriction there. It would not surprise me if he did not try to play a redneck Rambo somewhere in this country at some other time. And uh, at this time, hopefully nobody gets killed because of it, except well, him maybe. Oh, well, did I, Oh, did I say that? Well, get the lawyers on the line. Cards and letters, I guess. Cards and letters, Cards and letters to not Egan, but St. Paul, Minnesota. Thank you for, yeah. Thanks for the correction there. Good. There, there has been a change of location in the Northern command. Studio. If, if it's you're not, not the Northern Command Studio anymore, it is the Shaletta Makes Me Laugh.com studio. Yeah, that too. Uh, that place has been, uh, we've relocated it to uh, a different part of that part of the country where uh, they specialize in winter fighting. So this, seem, this seems like uh, a good place for a little segue here. Uh, if uh, we could. Okay, I was just thinking that myself. I was just going to tease it to the next hour, but I think I know where well, you're going with this. There, so. There's a little story here. Uh, Which nobody cares about. Oh, come on. Yes, actually, they do. Um, I don't. Our friend, our friend Shaletta. Oh, it's, oh, I don't know this story. Yeah, of course you don't. Uh, she was awarded what is... Uh, what is called a uh, a anthem award? Uh, you know, there's awards for everything. I, I'll be the first one to admit it. Uh, the producers behind the Webby Awards noticed that they were getting a lot of submissions centered around mission-driven work, so they created the Anthem Awards just for that. And one of the uh, one of the initial uh, recipients of this 
was our own friend Shalotta Brundage. Uh, for her and her and her website, um, ShalottaMakesMeLaugh.com, which, if you don't know, is a collection of podcasts uh, by African Americans. She's kind of the she's the one that puts it all together, and has her own section as well in it. So we're and not on it. What? Yeah, exactly. Well, we're, we're not on it. Now, well, that's probably a good thing. Mm, more than likely. Um, but she, uh, one of the reasons she got the notoriety is for what she is doing in the community. She's a wonderful person. Oh my God! Well, you know when, uh, when she when she lost family members down in Louisiana after after the hurricane there. Uh, for those who don't know, her uh, family members they they start they started up a generator. Uh, they in in the uh, in the garage of their house. Now you would they had the door open, had the garage door open, so it was plenty well ventilated, except for the fact that the wind blew the garage door down. And those family members were caught in that, suffered carbon monoxide poisoning. What did she do? She went out and she was, struck up a deal with, I believe it was First Alert, and getting uh, carbon monoxide detectors to people who, need, who were in need, who couldn't afford to go out and buy one, and in the home, you know, in the homes that don't have this protection. And I think, quite frankly, you own a home, you have or rent a home or whatever. This is just as important as having a smoke detector, in my opinion. And um, congratulations to, uh, to Shaletta on this honor. They, uh, she's always out there reaching it out and into the community and, and getting things accomplished. You know, recently here too, she um, went and bought a, or got a bunch of care packages secured for the uh, Twin Cities area medical community, doctors, nurses, uh, 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 support staff in these hospitals, just little things like that, that a lot of people wouldn't normally think to do, but she was out there doing it. And so, Congratulations uh, to yes. Shalada, and I proudly wear this shirt on this show, and proudly call my little hole in the wall studio here the Shaletta makes me laugh.com We have we have been fortunate enough. Uh, Shaletta has uh, has spent some time with us here on this show. We always appreciate it when we're in contact with her, no matter no matter what, whether she's calling in or uh, uh, we're we're connecting up with her on the Twitter. And she's just a lovely, lovely human being that uh, everybody should should get to know. If you want to follow her, it's at Shaletta is funny on the Twitter. Exactly. I, I, I encourage you to do so. So as as we're as we're winding down here into the end of the first hour, uh, why don't we talk about the other thing that's coming up here, uh, the behind the scenes stuff the changes oh, that are coming sure well now now at this time next week this will be the end of the show what 
Tell us all about it, John. Well, we are proud to announce that at least temporarily. You're not proud about it. (laughs) For at least uh, temporarily, the Taxi Stand Hour will be true to its name and be an hour-long show. We have our, our boy, our hero, John Shannon has uh, found himself a real job that pays real money. And uh, it, it appears we, we have to rework the schedule of the show. Right now, the way it stands, we know for a fact we're still going to broadcast at 10 a.m. Eastern on Sundays. Uh, but we, at the moment, are not expecting to do a two-hour show until young Mr. Shannon gets settled into his routine there. And once we figure out where we can be, how long we have, and all that, then 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 we'll make the proper adjustments. But yes, beginning next week, uh, we will be an hour back to an hour long show, and uh, you know we'll uh, we'll just squeeze all this in. Most people say we're uh, we're we're an hour and fifty minutes too long anyway. So you're absolutely right, and I'm one of those people. But you know what? I'm happy. I, I mentioned I mentioned this here last week about what was happening, and you told me, "Oh, don't say anything just yet. Don't say anything." Because you didn't yet. know for sure. You did not know for certain. Now you know for certain. Look, you got the I, job. You got the job. Bravo, bravo. I'm happy for you, but I didn't want you to jinx it last week. But you know, you, you 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 you're very bad about that, John. You just want to spill things out. Ahead of time, as soon as you, 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 you are like a sieve, you just can't hold on to things, which is wonderful most times. I, but sometimes you got to hold it back, you got to cup it, cup it, and make sure it doesn't get out of your hands. Okay, sometimes you got to massage it while you're cupping it, and then at the proper time, you let loose. For goodness sake, my, I, I, I hate to say it, Ed, but for maybe one of the first times. In a long time, my world is going according to Hoyle. And that's not saying don't say yeah. that. That's <laughs> God, what's wrong with you? That's what's not wrong saying with that, you. That's not Have saying you not that, met Mr. That, Murphy. Have you not met Mr. Murphy? Well, I had his name is Chris, but uh that's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's well, well. <laughs> just just accept it. Don't go. It, you haven't even I'm begun. I'm not bragging, but it's not about bragging. It's about just let it happen. Don't get ahead of yourself. I look. I know what's going on behind the scenes, and I'm very happy for you. And I'm glad to see things are going in a positive direction for you. Nobody's happier than I am. Me? That I'm, being I'm said, happier than you. Right, are. You're pretty happy. You're, you're still not treating the dog <laughs> well, but oh. That being said, okay, you just have to be a little patient. Just let things, you, you've you got to let things fall in where they're going to fall in. Mm-hmm. It, it's like you don't announce a pregnancy right away. You wait and, you know, heaven forbid something should happen. And that's all I'm talking about. Wait until things are locked in. It wasn't locked in last week. It's locked in this week. Congratulations. John got a real job. Yay. And we'll talk about that, not today, but once he once you get settled in. Right. Now, I understand. We can talk about that. Let's not get ahead of ourselves on what you think it might entail. Let's wait until you know what it entails. 
This way, I'm not asking you a million questions that you just don't know the answers to. Gabish? Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> well, so, yes, we're still beyond at 10 a.m., and uh, <laughs> another programming note, it appears that we may be playing baseball every day <laughs> the upcoming for the spring oh. and the summer. Uh, it, it appears that uh, Major League Baseball is, is going to drop the ball again. So if that happens, as it appears it's going to, we're going to rework the schedule. And uh, You know what's really sad about that, Ed? This is isn't that I got this isn't like maybe 20 years ago when Major League Baseball was going on strike. I'm sure I don't remember the last strike they had, the last lockout or anything like that. But I'm talking about back a few years ago when all you had for sports were baseball and uh, baseball in the summertime, at least for, for big-time professional sports. There are other sports right now. Mm -hmm. Hell, there's going to be there's going to be a spring football league. Yeah, there is. There is going to be a. Uh, well, I mean, I shouldn't say going to be soccer. Major League Soccer just opened. Major League it's Soccer their opening weekend. By the way, New York Football Club is the reigning champion. I don't know that much about it, but I do know they're the reigning. I little, know little, little to nothing about soccer. I mean, the last time I, I saw a soccer match was back uh, when I was a teenager, when in the days of the old North American soccer league. That wasn't that back in the days before they actually invented the ball. Uh, nobody knew what a ball was. I think was they were just kicking back. a Folgers can around back then. Something so. like that. Yeah, it's I had an old North American soccer league. There was a classic case. I've said it before. I'll say it again. They got greedy. They got greedy. They had they were picking up steam like it was nobody's business. Oh yes, absolutely. And then they 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 got greedy. Again, another story for another time because the music's gonna start playing here in a minute, and uh, we'll be out of here for the break. By the way, stick around for the break. You're gonna love. You're gonna love what we got cooking. Here, which may very time. well be our last break for quite a you while. You see what I did there? I said, You're going to love what I got cooking. It's a clue. It's a clue. Good a Lord. <laughs> what am I going to What am I going to do with you? Well, you're going to see me for an hour less every week starting next week. That's, uh, well, this is, I knew that there was a benefit to taking this job. <laughs> Just yes. yet. and you get to <laughs> weekly go on and on about oh now it's just the taxi stand hour. It's not that's right. Blah, 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 blah. That's right. What can I hey, say? Hey, caramba. Well, we're uh, we're at about ten seconds now. Anything okay. else? No, no, I don't think so. Enjoy in, enjoy the halftime show. Uh, we'll be back doing this again for another hour of the taxi stand hour here on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network. Time to get up, stand up, stretch, do whatever it is you got to do. We'll be back.
T-F-I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio T-F-I. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Ten seconds. Five seconds. Go. Oh, hello there. I didn't know I had company. Do you mind if I visit with you for a while, hmm? As you can see, I'm about to prepare a dinner. As you can also see, I'm a chef. Now this table is loaded with old-fashioned household gadgets. That's why I'm the chef of the past. Boy, oh boy, what a hard job trying to put a meal together with these old household gadgets like this cheese grater here and this corkscrew over here. Phew! I wish that somebody would invent a household utensil that would do the work of all of these. I said, I wish that somebody would invent a household utensil that would do the work of all of these. Am I coming through on For the future. Oh, hello! I'm glad to have you aboard, Chef for the Future. Remember the Chef for the Future? Hello! I'm glad to have you aboard again, Chef for the Future. What have you come to show me? Have you invented a household utensil that does the work of all these old household gadgets? <laughs> this is not our film. This is coming to you very live before you arrive. What have you brought me? I have brought you this handy housewife helper. Where? Oh, Jeffrey. What does it do? It does all of it. Come with me to the table. Can it sharpen a knife? Oh, it can sharpen a knife. So much for the knife sharpening. Amazing. Tell me, old chef for the future. Can it core an apple? Oh, it can core an apple. Good. I will core an apple the old-fashioned way and see how slow it takes me. And then you will core it the modern way and zip zip will see how fast it is. Ha ha. There, I am through. <laughs> I will now do it the modern way. Zip, zip. It's zip. 
living the modern way. Amazing. Another truth for a happier life through television. Ha ha. Oh, tell me, chef of the future, what else can your marvelous instrument do? Can open a can. It can open a can? Ha ha. We all know that the old-fashioned way of opening a can, we have to go round and round the edge, and it takes quite a long time. Let us see how the chef of the future would open a can with a handy housewife helper. Can, ha ha. Amazing! Zip! Zip, zip, zip! What is it? Zip, zip, zip! The phone number is Bensonhurst 56698. Hurry up, get yours while they're here. Ha ha! Amazing! Zip, zip! Another proof of a happier life through television. If my wife took she's looking in, and when I get home, she says, I told you so, I'm going to tell her right in the mouth. And once again, we're back here on the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI Streaming Network. See if I get this right this time. Uh, on this uh, Sunday, February 27th of 2022. Bravo. 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 I'm stoked now. Once again, from the ShalottaMakesMeLaugh.com studio in St. Paul, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. Over there. That guy, my favorite pain in the ass. What can I say? The one and only Ed Van Ness. Once Thank again, you. good morning. Much. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I tried just about got through it. Just, just about just got not. through it. You were you were this close. One more uh if I could have just got it perfect, I would have had WCCO radio knocking on the door. Well, yeah, yeah, you might, you, you, you might know, have I stumbled on it on purpose because who the hell wants to do that when we got this? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the ticket. By the way, I I I, I will comment publicly about how happy we are about all that blasted sunlight coming into the new studio. It's beautiful. It's yeah. sunlight. It, is. it is. Here, you want. <laughs> There's going to be a meeting. I can tell you that. So, so I, you know, without any further ado, uh, I would say that it is time for, oh, wait a minute. No, it's not. Not that time. Sad emoji. That was by accident, but still sad emoji. <laughs> what am I going to do now? Well, you don't have any music for this yet, so. Oh, Who? well. You. I don't have any music. You don't have any what? music for this next coming segment. Oh, yeah, you do. Shit. 
Oh, you didn't you didn't have anything any commentary with that? Okay. Anyways. I guess it's time for birthdays here for the uh week of today, February 27th through March 5th of 2022. These individuals are all celebrating birthdays. Uh this week, uh today, 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 today. Singer Johnny Van Sant, you'd know him from either Van Sant or Leonard Skinnerd. He uh, turned 62 today. <laughs> Moving on to the 28th, com- comedian Gilbert Gottfried, 67 years old. Gilbert Alex- Gottfried, by the way, for those of you that don't know, he was uh, he he played the bird in Aladdin, the Aflac duck. He was also the Aflac Duck. He got fired from being the Aflac Duck. Yeah, he got he got his, you know what, a ringer a little bit for something to, he said. Hard to believe he's only four years older than me. Boy, he has grown into an old Jew. You know he was a cast member on Saturday Night Live at one point? Uh, he was a cast member. I remember that. He was a cast member on season six, which was the first season. After all the original uh, primetime players had left, not ready for primetime players had left, and uh, and uh, the show almost got canceled after that season. But I don't know exactly. Uh, Singer, actor Harry Belafonte is ninety-five years old. He is not. Singer Roger Daltrey of the Who is seventy-eight. Who? By the way, if I didn't say, this is from March 1st, this group of fine folks. That's this is what I thought was a little surprising. Actor-director Ron Howard, 68 years old. Hey, I, okay. somehow, I somehow pictured him to be older than that, but, you know. Yeah, well, he's six years older than me. Uh, who else you got? I got Catherine Bach from the Dukes of Hazard, your fantasy girl. 67 years old. Uh, all right. Uh, have we hit our five limit yet? Or uh, No, we got a couple more. I decided to stretch it. Oh, just good Lord. Okay, go ahead. Uh, by, the way, to- by, the, by the way, that's, you know, that's the originator of the Daisy Dukes. Those, uh, those shorts, they went up to heaven and <sighs> it was the only reason I would tune into Dukes of Hazards. No lie. Friday nights. It was the only reason she was uh, she was something, maybe two somethings. She's going to get an extra one. Moving on to March 2nd, uh, singer John Bon Jovi turns 16 <sighs> years old. You give Jersey a bad name. And last but not least, moving on to March 5th, magician Penn Gillette of Penn and Teller. Is 67 years old. How did he do that? And also, from the personal archives, a very, very happy birthday tomorrow to uh, to the lovely and talented Jeanette. You know who you are, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll be in touch tomorrow. You have a happy, happy uh, 21st birthday. Okay. So, All is right. that it? That's Are it. we done? We'll do it for birthdays this week. That will do it for birthdays this week. Well, that was exciting. On with the rest of the show because there's nothing left we have planned now, is there? Oh, I got a few things up my sleeve. Are we moving on to the other thing or are we going to wait? 
let's let's wait. You had a good idea. Let's go ahead and do it like you like we talked about. Uh, okay. For the hour long show. Okay. Of the Very taxi good. stand hour. <sighs> so now, by the way, we're all out of clips. Oh wait a minute! No what way. happened? No, 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 no. Way. no, we're not. No, we're not because I forgot we have. We. What happened? I got rid of. <gasps> what vamp. did you do? Just what vamp. Did, just vamp. What did you do? Huh? Come on. I uh, I got rid of something I shouldn't have got rid of. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, I only see one left here. It looks like. Yeah, and uh, that's okay. We uh, we know where we keep them. We know we're exactly in the vault. Uh, because we haven't done, uh, because we've been so busy these past couple of weeks, there's been a lot going on. We haven't really dived into our bag of chips like we're, like we're normally accustomed to. I see. Um, uh, anyways, let's, while, while you're doing, maybe you're recovering that let's, let me go. It's It's done. You're done. You got, that's the only one you want to put up here and play. That's the only one. We'll get to it. Okay. Okay. Well, anyways, still on a on a somewhat lighter note. Hey, hey. Uh, um, dipping into the uh, our, our prominent story of the first hour. Um, apparently, yeah. liquor stores across the across Canada and the U.S. are refusing yeah, to sell Russian vodka. There you go. This is where they're going to pay for it. Is things like this, and Russian vodka. You know that's that's a big item. That's a big export. So, I did hear though that Shaletta was planning a protest because of that. Because I, I well, of course I don't. I don't know now. Now that I think about it, that's probably not a Russian vodka. But you know, she what is her vodka? Good. Well, she likes gray duck. Gray duck, well, which is I, I as far as I know is probably an American vodka, but uh, still. Without any Russian vodka on the market, that can only mean that American and other vodka from other countries is gonna start shooting through the roof. It's, it's going to it's 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 going to uh, it, it's going to uh, start matching gas prices here before too long. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, apparently, uh, in addition to official government sanctions, bars and liquor stores across the U.S. and Canada are attempting to economically hurt Russia in response to its invasion of Ukraine by refusing to sell Russian vodka and other Russian liquor. It is, uh, by the way, Grey Duck is made in the glorious Midwestern part of the U.S. of A. But... Uh, let me ask you something. We haven't talked about this in, in quite a while. It's totally off the cuff, but um, okay. As you as you are no longer having to uh, have gas, the cost of gas come out of your pocket for the moment. For the moment, uh, what's what are you noticing about that way for gas prices? Uh, honestly. Uh, Okay, just just so everybody is aware, I drive a 15-passenger van, which uh, the production pays fuel costs for. I take the vehicle home with me. I have a fuel card. Uh, Production pays for all all expenses, car washes, all that. So 
I have I actually I fueled up yesterday and I did notice you know now of course we've all seen higher gas prices but I'm I'm definitely noticing that they're going up and again it's not affecting me right now because my personal vehicle I only move back and forth in the parking spot every night I won't need fuel in that honestly till the end of May you might have take to take the fuel and uh, and, yeah. and start fresh. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take it out today to go do some grocery shopping. But uh, I mean, it's not going to bother me as much because I'm not buying fuel out of my pocket on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I understand a lot of people are, and I, I'm not. But right now, it's not an issue for me. It will become an issue down the line. What, were, what do you remember? What what you were paying per uh, per gallon there? Un, under three. Under three. Under, the last time I was buying fuel for myself, or what no, I paid yesterday. You filled up the van. Yeah. Oh, three seventy nine. Three Jeez. Yeah. We haven't seen anything that high around here, except for maybe a couple of a couple of like gas stations that are that don't really care to sell gas anyways. They're more into it to for being uh yeah they sell the mechanics uh i've i've seen uh four dollars is uh i'm seeing four dollars for premium uh and then you have some outlier stations that are always crazy high uh there's there's a station in my old neighborhood and believe me there's not many gas stations where i grew up there were two one of them's gone now actually there were three two of them are gone now but the remaining one months ago, it was up over five dollars. Mm. But that's it's in Midtown Manhattan. It's on the way to the to the tunnel and the bridge, and you know it, it's the only gas station in that part of the city. So they can pretty much charge what they want, and they do. Right. And they right. Do. Those are the ones where you go to and you, you put in enough uh, gas to get you through get- to you know where you can get gas about two dollars cheaper. <laughs> Right, till you get to the next gas station. That's uh yeah. Uh we're seeing gas prices anywhere between three forty and three fifty thereabouts. And that's that's bumped up a little bit. Now I haven't I did not leave the apartment yesterday, by the way. Can you believe that? Did not even yeah. leave the apartment. No, I didn't leave the apartment either, so well not I your have apartment. no clue. Um but not this last week because I was doing a lot of other stuff and was not actually more so much in my role of, uh, of uh, driving the uh, driving the transportation vehicle there. But uh, the week before I put in over 200, uh, just slightly over $200 for that week. And I just, I, I never really look at gas prices because uh, it's just a cost to do in business. I've always considered it, a cost of doing business when you know when gas first uh, jumped up over. Well, I remember when the gas first jumped up over a dollar a gallon. We were all pitching a uh, pitching a fit, mm-hmm. you know. And at the time, I was driving a station wagon for a taxi, so that <laughs> uh, that used a little bit more gas than, than some of the other. Uh, right, but vehicles. do you know off the top of your head what your gas mileage is? Right now, with my van, I'm getting about 18 miles a gallon. Oh, that's good. Well, like I said, we have a rebuilt engine, and uh, well, I'm uh, just saying for that vehicle, for what it's used for, 
uh -huh. 18 miles a gallon is good. You don't have a top sign on it, do you? No. Okay. Also, on a technical issue right here, you're freezing up and uh, you're coming in and out. So uh, you might want to reboot and come on back. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to play chip. Okay. Play chip. Yeah, don't don't reboot totally, John. Just just take yourself out of uh, Streamyard, okay, and come back. But I'm going to play Chip in the meantime. Putin's a killer. Think our country's so innocent? What if Trump comes out in support of Putin instead of Biden? Would that be enough for Republicans? Why is it disloyal to side with Russia? That's Fox's monkey boy asserting his allegiance to Vlad. Russia, Russia, Russia. Again, where are the Republicans? Russian troops have been given orders to invade the country. Russia may invade or not. They may stop at Ukraine or not. But Republicans and Putin? I know what love is. McConnell took Russian money for his re-election. Russia, Russia, Russia. Mike Flynn, Trump's national security advisor, who is also working for Turkey, who buys arms from Russia. Flynn later said that Trump should declare martial law I will not allow angry mobs and stop the elections. And remember this guy? Fleeing Ukraine after working for Putin's puppet, Viktor Yanukovych, Manafort tried to influence U.S. policy for Russia, then ran Trump's presidential campaign, and in 2016 had the RNC pull support for Ukrainian freedom fighters. Oh, and these eight Republicans? They spent the 4th of July in Moscow. Think our country's so innocent? The Republican Party used to look like this. Now, they look like this. Goddamn right. Revolution! Well, 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 young Mr. Shannon has has rejoined us. He looks uh, f much better than he did previously. How does he sound? That's a stretch. <laughs> there you go. There um, you go. I, I really love to, uh, to comment on that. For those of you who um, call Donald Trump the savior of the Republican Party, just remember... Just before, just before Trump stumbled down those that escalator and announced his candidacy, you all worshipped at the altar of Ronald Reagan. Mm -hmm. And look, Ronald Reagan was no saint, not by any stretch of the imagination. But folks, I'm here to tell you right now, Ronald Reagan would not fit in today's Republican Party. I think I've said this before. Oh, you're not the only one that said that. Oh my goodness. We don't tell we don't hear Republicans talking about Ronald Reagan anymore. Because what's happened is is Donald Trump has went places, you know, the whole birther movement when Obama was president. And he made it Reagan didn't tolerate hate or hate speech. You never saw anything to that when Ronald Reagan was president. Like I said, his policies, uh, he was kind of reckless when it came to tax breaks and what have you for the wealthy. We all know what happened with trickle-down economics. I, mm -hmm. But today's Republican Party is, uh, is not like that anymore. You know what else is is kind of uh, kind of different there, Ed? No, what's that, John? Do you, you one of the big things that you keep hearing uh, the Republicans and the right talk about is uh, cancel the cancel culture, the left. That's the cancel culture, uh, and 
I thought I had a story about this, but obviously I don't. Oh, yeah, I do. Here we go. Here are nine times that conservatives proved they love the cancel culture. What do you think is number one on that list, by the way? Oh, oh my goodness. I, I wouldn't even know where to start. Well, I wouldn't here we go. In recent years, it's become the hip thing to do to hate on Ellen DeGeneres just because she was spotted being friendly with former President George W. Bush. Right. But back in 1977, Ellen was not yet the queen of daytime TV, but a rising sitcom star with her show, Ellen. Wait a minute. Stop. Stop. Not 1977. Oh, 1997. Excuse me. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Then the long-teased puppy episode aired where her character came out as a gay woman. Yes. And a week before, DeGeneres herself came out in a Time Magazine cover story with the headline, Yep, I'm Gay. Yep. That drove conservatives absolutely bonkers. Uh, Speaking of 96 scandals, uh, that sound so quaint today in 1994, Dr. Jo- uh, I think it's Jocelyn Elders was the first black uh, surgeon general and the second woman to ever serve in that role. She had already courted controversy by promoting wacky ideas like giving out free condoms. The nerve! Yeah. You're gonna get a gall. Valuing children more than fetuses and the potential benefits of drug legalization. But then she went too far. When asked at a UN conference on the AIDS crisis, if children should be taught that self-care is a safer alternative to sex, Dr. Elders responded, I think that is something that is part of human sexuality and is part of something perhaps that should be taught. Do it with someone you love. Yeah, well, exactly. Now there, uh, well, and you know it's funny. The, the and of course the as it says in this story, the conservative outrage machine went crazy. To appease it, Bill Clinton of all people fired her almost immediately. So now we go to the one that I think really. Uh, this is one where uh, the Republican uh, rage machine went uh, totally bonkers before they shortened to the chicks natalie maines marjorie mcguire and emily strayer were the early 2000s country icons out of texas known as the dixie chicks yeah they were then on march 10th of 2003 they led up uh, in a lead up to the disastrous iraq war Singer Natalie Maines said something so deeply offensive that country fans, music stations, and fellow artists around the country disavowed them and even destroyed their uh, cassettes and CDs Mm -hmm. reportedly by the millions. The horrifying comments took place when they were performing in England for their world tour. Addressing an audience of thousands, Maines said, so you know, we're on the good side with you, you all. We don't want this war, this violence, and we are ashamed of the president of the United States from Texas. Oh, my God. Yep. 
Oh, we that, that was it. I could go further, but none of them seem to have been as as deep as that one. That one that one strikes my memory. Uh, you could go on and talk about the nation of France, where uh, what? Oh God, uh, freedom fries. Like freedom fries. Uh, uh, Janet Jackson. When she had a little, uh, when she had a little nipple slip at the, that, uh, that was all a setup. That that had to be a setup. That didn't just. That that was yeah. And conservatives went kooky. Remember, these are the same people. While they're uh, parking on your lawn to go to go praise Jesus every Sunday morning, they're out whooping it up to in 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 uh you know, in every local bar in town, or they're uh you know, men dressed as women and women uh you know uh. You know, sinners by Saturday night and in church on Sunday. It, 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 you know, the hypocrisy. You remember the, the hypocrisy. song Harper's Alley, uh, PTA? Yeah. No, it, it's it, it <laughs> the hypocrisy of conservatives, especially conservative Christians, is just it's it's what sickens me. It's okay to have a stand and to have an opinion and to have a set of morals and a you know that a moral code that you wish to live by that's wonderful that's good for you but don't then, then stop this stop it i mean most most of you are out there swinging around rubber dildos on on uh, on friday night and uh, you know and 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 acting all aghast if a young girl wears a skirt up to her knee oh my i'm clutching my pearls the nerve the nerve well bless her heart then of course going uh, with the uh, with the cancel culture uh, we could go as, as close to uh, 2017 and uh, the one and only Cal Colin Kaepernick, who, mm. heaven forbid, decided to take a knee during the national anthem. Oh, my goodness. How could he be so disrespectful to the troops when a lot of troops said, this is the reason, what, this is why we're fighting. We are fighting for the freedom. Freedom. Freedom's not always easy. The, it's easy to defend uh, freedom of speech when the speech is going your way. The exactly. tough part is when it's something you vehemently disagree with, but defend it nonetheless. You don't defend the, the, you know, the content. You're defending the idea. I may or may, may or may not agree with what Colin Kaepernick did, but he has every right in the world to do it. And... Again, I find the GQP, most conservatives, every Christian to be uh, hypocritical nitwits. It's you know, look, there's some good, fine, decent people out there who live by these codes and live, by, and that's fine, and I and I applaud you and I respect you for that. But for the most part, the ones out there screaming the loudest are the ones you know how how many members of Congress have been caught with a little boy or a little girl or dressed in pantyhose or go down the line of the sexual scandals that have come out of Washington, D.C. I, I, I mean, come on. There's no bigger bunch of hypocrites there. Who or what Lindsey Graham is doing on the weekends in South Carolina, God only knows. And, uh, yeah, but they're all hypocrites. That's... The ones that scream the loudest have the most to hide. There's no question. And, about you know, it. the thing is, is that folks that are like-minded with us have called on, uh, called on um, 
the cancellation of shows like Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson and what have you. No, I, Hey, don't cancel them. Absolutely. First off, they give us a lot of fodder to, uh, no, that's true on, on the show. But all I say is, is have the seeds to bring on somebody that disagrees with you. I remember right. the days when Hannity used to be Hannity and Combs. Right. Great show. Absolutely great show because you had two opposing viewpoints. Uh, if anybody like the Ken Coons of the world or, or, you know, back before he got really sick, Rod Johnson or mm -hmm. anybody else, anybody else that shares that position from the right, come on, call on. If you're interesting enough, God knows we might even make you part of the show on a regular basis. Stop it. Now you're just being silly. Look, I I value other opinions. But the thing no, I, is... I, I, I'm talking about making them part of the show. That's just... Yeah, well... Of course. You never know. And also, no, John, John, I agree with you. I agree with you 100% on that. I want opposing opinions. I want... Look, John and I keep bouncing the same things off each other, and uh, we do happen to think alike on many, many topics. Uh, the name of this program not being one of them, uh, a notable exception. But I said we, I didn't like it. I just find it ironic. Moving on. Uh, uh, some of the other things uh, of, on this list. Uh, uh, number seven was the NFL, uh, Nike, and. Uh, Look, the coffee maker Keurig, I think it's pronounced. Yes. Uh, By the way, you're breaking. You're breaking up very badly, sir. Oh, huh. I don't. Uh, let me go back to look at something here, but. But uh, John, John's not wrong. Look, it, it, it's here, and let, let me bring the Uber thing into it. We just want, and like everybody else, you want a fair playing ground. Uh, the Sean Hannity's that look, Tucker Carlson's been sued and the Fox lawyer said, well, he's just entertain being entertaining. If you take anything he says seriously, uh, then you're a knucklehead and he's a knucklehead and he doesn't know what it, they, they've admitted. He doesn't know what he's talking about. It's all about entertainment. So they won't even stand up for their people. If you look at the Fox news, not primetime people. Well, yes, well, the, it, it's still a, a definitive slant to the right. They're generally more, uh, they lean more towards the neutral. They're not as sensationalist. It's the primetime people. It's it's Tucker. It's Hannity. It's uh, Laura, Laura Ingram, you know, who are going after the big headlines and the big, you know, the big sound bites. Mm -hmm. uh, and, 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 of course, you're right. They won't have anybody on with a dissenting opinion uh, because, uh, hell, they don't even have Geraldo on anymore. Yeah, because heaven forbid he actually disagrees. Uh, and he uh, does quite often. I, I mean, Geraldo's a nutball. Uh, believe you me, I've been following his, I've been aware of his career literally since the 70s. He was uh, he was uh, a, a reporter here on uh, WABC Channel 7. His big thing was uh, the Willowbrook story. If you're not familiar with Willowbrook, well, now you can Google it. Back in the early 70s, you couldn't, but... Uh, and he did some good, fine, damn reporting on that. But, uh, but 
he's not afraid to throw stuff back in their faces. And it's always amazing to watch them not be able to answer. You walk up to any of these, you got CPAC going on right now. There's a ton of video coming out of there of people walking up and asking simple questions. And these knuckleheads get defensive and they walk away and, they, you know, it's it's just, uh, what's her name? Your girlfriend, MTG, two nights ago, spoke at a, at, at a, at a Nazi uh, gathering, uh-huh. a white supremacist gathering. Nick Fuentes was uh, was part of that. Man, he is a vile, vile human being. And she's up there, and she got photographed with them, shaking hands and blah, blah. And when I asked about it the next day, she said, oh, I had no idea they that they were all Nazis, what a, Nazi what a, sympathizers. How, how does a U.S. congressperson schedule a, a, a speaking engagement and not know who it is you're addressing? I, I I just find that I, I I just find it amazing, just amazing. And uh, she's you know I, I know John's got a thing for her, and you know, uh, hopefully we can we can work that out. Therapy, good good harsh therapy. We'll uh, we'll take care I'll, of that. Now speaking John. on uh, tech again technical issues. Um, again, are you broadcasting by chance? I was. On the radio TFI tower, I yes, I am. Huh. I was. It disconnected. I wonder when that happened. I uh, don't know. We might have anyway. to look for that. Uh, I just wondered because I just happened to when you said I was breaking up. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's do this. Let's uh, let let's go through. Uh, let, let let's do the new segment. Let's do that now. And then we'll muddle on through the last uh, bit of the show. Sure, sure. That sounds because now we can find out how long this will actually take. Right. So now, are you ready? I am ready. And now, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to present the battle of the one hit wonders. Here's your match official, John Shannon. All right, well, here we go now. The Battle of the One-Hit Wonders here on the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. And uh, starting next week, the Battle of the One-Hit Wonders, that will kind of be what we conclude with, uh, with the winning tune actually being how we lead out. We say goodbye with with the winning tune for uh, for that particular week. So... Uh, people on the outside are probably going to hope that we uh, we pick songs such as uh, uh, "Oh American Pie" and other You're breaking songs. up, John. You're breaking up. Um, I am. I might be breaking up on your end, but I'm looking specifically, and I'm still putting out okay on the uh, on the uh, what should I call it on this on my audio meter through uh, the streaming network. So, uh, anyhow, just as as good as we can here, we're going to, again, give you two songs. We have a returning champion and we have a challenger. The uh, And we will play the song from the challenger first. Again, this is from the 1970s. These are all songs that 
the only one that made it into the top 10. So, okay, let's bring on the challenger. The challenger is, uh, he weighs in from uh, 1978. And this is from the uh, illustrious comedian Steve Martin. Yes, indeed. 1978, his only song uh, uh, in, is noted as in genre of as a novelty uh, slash R&B, R&B and slash funk. So, oh, what else? The song was released as, as a single in 1978, sold over a million co- copies, reached, uh, uh, oh, let's see trying to think of anything else prevalent to that but anyways it did indeed reach uh number one by the way some some of the uh the the band that he did that with was it was called steve martin and the toot uncommons and uh these members of this uh band were uh actually members of the nitty the nitty gritty dirt band so all right there you save, have. save something for the next round. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, our returning champion from uh, last week was a song that originally was uh, released by the band Hot Chocolate, but was brought up to uh, number one with uh, this song from the stories. It's Brother Louie. There, there we go with that. Now, uh, obviously here, by the way, before we go in and de- declare the winner here, I will, uh, I will tell you that uh, next week we are going to, oh, Jesus, you know what? I had it up here and I totally, totally brought it down. So we will have to announce. John, John you're breaking up so poor, so badly there. Uh, okay. let me let me uh so you understand here um the uh i just had somebody text me who's been listening since uh moment one and, and watching on the uh watching through our stream yard uh says that i'm not breaking up at all neither one of us are okay so i i, I apologize okay. okay go ahead go go so anyways, I'll have to come up. I've, I had it up and then I forgot it. We'll have to deal with it. So now we'll go ahead. You and I will do our vote 
on the uh, who moves on to next week. And that will be as Ed and I will hold up one uh, hold up a finger. One will be for the champion. Two will be for the challenger. So on the count of three, one, two, three. Uh-oh. We have, we a, have tie. a tie. We have a tie, a vote apiece, one for Brother Louie and one for King Tut. So we're going to have to bring in the tiebreaker. And actually uh, going to have a relevant role in this show for a change. And we, uh, we, uh, his random pick has already been done, and here is his choice. Oh, my. What a difficult choice. It looks like I'm going with the challenger. Oh, oh my God. So your winner, your new champion. Congratulations, Steve Martin for King Tut. So uh, now next week we will actually, right now we're going to, uh, do you want to go ahead and play that now or do you want to do it right now? Just do just it. Just intro it, baby. Here is your champion for one heat one hit wonders for this week, Steve Martin. King Tut. Boys and girls, your champion for this week in the one hit wonders King Tut by Steve Martin. Like I said, next week now we are going to actually uh, end the show with 
whoever winds up winning that. That's a surprise. And um, unfortunately, I don't remember. Why don't you find, why don't you, uh, real quickly, Ed, why don't you find something to talk about there real quick? I'm going to, I'm going to bring up who I have as this next week's uh, challenger. Don't we want to keep that as a surprise? Oh, actually, no. Actually, let's let's find out who next week's challenger is, who's going to go up against Steve Martin and King Tut. And I promise you, next week, we will have all this ready and at our, at our fingertips because we're going to put out a poll this week, and we're going to let you folks this chime in. And your votes will count towards naming the champion. It will be King Tut and John's going to tell us here. King Tut and this song, well, we're not going to play it right now, but this is from uh, Bo, Bo Donaldson and the Haywoods from 1974. It will be Billy Don't Be a Hero. All right. So those are the songs. They'll be up on the poll tomorrow. And you guys will have all week to, uh, to vote on that. And your votes will count. Your votes will count. That, that is news to John because that's how we fly here on the uh, taxi stand hour. I don't, I don't remember that. Uh, I don't remember that. Uh, Being discussed uh, in the meeting? It wasn't. You're right. It wasn't. And there's going to we, 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 we have a small agenda for this week because we had a meeting yesterday and uh, moving on. Moving on. So here we are with 10 minutes left in our final two-hour bid. Remember, always remember that this program started out as a one-hour event. Exactly. Exactly. And we went to two hours, and then we went to two hours two days a week, and then we went to two hours on Saturday and uh, uh, four nights a week during the lockdown, and then we moved to Sunday and... uh, We'll land somewhere. We'll land. Meanwhile, John is busy playing Wordle on his phone. Uh, I don't uh, because he I don't can't. Be- we've already we've already got a vote for next uh, for next week's song already, and that vote will count as well. Hmm. But uh, anyhow, uh, so I think we talked about this a little bit off air. Um, have you uh, downloaded uh, your uh, Truth Social app yet? <laughs> I know we we talked about it earlier in the show, way Did way I? back in in hour one. Yeah, uh, God, that happened so long ago. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like almost two hours ago. Go figure. Wow. Um, well, I, I, the tweets I see from people, there's a wait list. They've got this thing so screwed up, it's in the hundreds of thousands uh, to download it. it, it it's so messed up that. Uh, so you don't have you don't have it on your uh, you don't have it available for you on on your little iPhone. Uh, no, no, uh, I don't. The, t- no, the I don't. app store or whatever the hell it's called. I, I I I have not gone to look for it. I, I I'm really. Uh, oh, I so I, 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 I so want to download it. I still I want to see if if um, this is really something that's going to be a bastion for free speech because I am going, if I have the access to that, I am my free, my speech is going to be as free as uh, you could ever hope it to be. 
and we'll see how long I stay. How long I stay on that platform? Well, from what I understand, uh, yeah, they. I I went to their webpage. It says join the waiting list. So, and actually, I just wanted to see if you could do it online. Uh, You can't. So there's that. This is it's all a bunch of bullshit. This is always. This is going to be a network for. Uh, for truth or excuse me for Trump supporters if you don't if you agree with with Trump's politics and, and agree with the fact that you agree with uh, the bullshit that uh, Trump actually won the election hey yeah welcome aboard anybody that has any kind of dissenting opinion forget about it they're not gonna let those folks on there no, so no, much no. for your for your free for your free speech there. So let them have their private little hell. If I can get on it eventually, great. Who cares? Uh, you know, I wish to tell you the truth. I wish that, uh, that, uh, Twitter, uh, especially, especially Twitter, not so much Facebook. I wish Twitter would open up a little bit. Let, let Trump back on Twitter. Seriously, let him back on and then loosen the, the whole idea of how it, when he uh, puts up a, puts up a tweet, Hey, all bets are off. Gloves are off. You can say whatever you want to say. Um, he's not president anymore. So I can pretty much, uh, you know, while I, while I could maybe be busted for a terroristic threat, it wouldn't be against a look. You people, people don't understand. Maybe even Ed, you don't even understand my hatred for this individual. Is is it is it Trump uh, delusion? I don't care. You call it whatever the hell you want to call it. The guy, the guy was somebody who found a, again. He found a group of people, a, a small group of people, who. He could latch on to and make it okay to hate in this world. Okay, now if it's okay to hate, make no no doubt about it. I hate Donald Trump, and whatever happens to him going forward, would uh, I, I would not shed a tear. Not you're, in not, the, you're not hating the right people. That's the thing. The thing is, is he was able to draw, he was able to lie and draw other people into his, into his web, if you will. I I laugh at the, I I laugh at the quote unquote uh, evangelicals, evangelicals who will sit there and beat the Bible, beat the Bible. You're a sinner. You're a sinner. Uh, for things that Trump has, in the past has said. Eh, oh, all right. Well, yeah. Please, please. This goes back to what I was saying earlier about about being a hypocrite. They they all pretend that he's this great Christian. He is nothing. He is he has no look. And I'm not. I will knock the man for not being a man of faith. I'm not. You know, that's your choice. But but he stands there and pretends. You know, he's this great Christian. You know, and uh, and they buy into it. That's just, the thing. And no matter what has been proven uh, that he has done, 
that would violate the sanctity of their quote-unquote religion. They don't seem to care. You know why? Because they're white. He's white. He hates people who aren't white, and they hate people who aren't white. If you can't get into the country club, they don't want to know you. Unless you're there to, you know, to park their car or, you know, something. Something like that. uh, Exactly. But, yeah, so when it comes to Trump and him spreading this lie... And he still makes mention to it. I don't know if he just does it just to get people's goad or why he's doing it. But he's still out there saying that the the elections were, you know, the election was rigged and yada, yada, yada. And it's, and there are still people out there to believe it. There are people out there who four years ago, five years ago, six years ago would have never. They might not have liked the election result. I'm sure there are a lot of people who did not like the idea that the, when Obama won the election, but that was because his pop, his policies were more liberal. It wasn't had nothing to do with the color of his skin, had nothing to do with uh, the fact that, oh my God, he has a funny name. You know, he, he sounds like a Muslim. He must be a Muslim, you know. The fact of the matter is, is that there are people who have leg- a legitimate, I don't agree with it, but it's a legitimate gripe against social policy, social social welfare, you know, and, and providing for people who don't have the means to provide for themselves. Uh, you can disagree with that all, all, all you want. But when you start, when your bases when your basis of your argument is built upon a lie, then that's where you lose me. I'm sure that's where you lose Ed mm-hmm. and you lose a number, a majority of this country who just want to just want to carry on their day, just want to be able to get up, go to work, take care of their kids. That's all they want. And, but yet, Trump managed to snare a few of those, and uh, and uh, they're now buying into his lies, and to the point now where you got people actually supporting Russia and Vladimir Putin. He's a strong leader, boy. Oh boy, he's he's he. Yeah, that's what we need. That's what you want. Be careful what you ask for. Thanks for listening. We'll be back uh, next week with a one-hour show here at the Texas Band Hour on Radio TFI. Till then, I'm John Shannon. That's Ed Van Nest. See ya! The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests do not necessarily state or reflect those of the company and its management. Furthermore, the assumptions, views, opinions and insinuations made by the host and guests do not reflect those of the show, the management and the network. In addition, all copyrighted material is used without permission and will be removed with notification from the rightful owners or their agent. So there. Radio TFI.